UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/ugc. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honoring your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here, you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Email Einstein Floium Podcast. I'm your host, Vera Sadlak. I'm happy to have you guys back. Floium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world, and we specialize in providing a premium, full-service e-commerce email marketing experience to all of our clients, delivering the right message to the right person at the right moment. That's what we do here at Floium. That's what we do best. And today I'm joined by actually the guest that you probably know already, Andrew. Andre Boychuk. Andre is our CEO, founder, and um, actually, you've been here quite a few times. But still, say hi, Andre. Say a few words. <laughs> hi, Vera. Thank you for having me back. Ah, it's always a pleasure. It's always fun to have someone from Floium, someone who understands the jargon, someone who understands the lingo, someone who are as passionate about email marketing as I am. So today's we're gonna be today we're gonna be talking about all things segment, right, Andre? Segmentation, yes, yes. segmentation, we're going, going back to basics, method. right? Yes, yes. <laughs> going ba back to basics. And uh, I mean, if you guys are not ready to Black Friday, Cyber Monday season, you're probably not alone because uh, um, it's never, I mean, I feel like it's never too early to start planning for the holidays, especially this year when we witnessed like a huge surge in online shopping um, due to all of the changes. And few last year were pretty unique for um, online shoppers as well. But more than ever, people actually took to the internet in, in years 2021 for shopping. And as a result, years 20 and 21 uh, were one of the largest years in all times of e-commerce. Um, so here are some a few fun facts before we go to um, before we go and start discussing all of the fun things, segmentation. Here are actually some like curious numbers, and Andre, I'm I'm really curious to hear your opinion on that. These are just like the predictions that I found on the web, uh, but tell me what you think about it. Um, so I found these numbers that on in the year 2018, uh, e-commerce um, like. E-commerce brands made $9.9 billion uh, during the, the holiday season, Thanksgiving plus Black Friday. Uh, the next year, it was 11.9. The year after that, uh, like pre-pandemic, it was 14.3. And then last year, it was around that, around that numbers as well, around that like $14 billion uh, in revenue. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like pretty much that's the numbers from e-commerce. But this year, though, a lot of uh, a lot of people predict that Thanksgiving plus Black Friday 2022 will actually have 7.4 decrease in like in in revenue, and it will equate to probably like around 13 billion dollars. What do you think of that? Do you kind of feel that the change is coming? Can you tell it already, or do you have your own opinion different from this one? 
I don't know exactly the percentage or the amount, but it feels like everybody talks about the economy, the price increases for gas, logistics, everything's going up. So theoretically, people have have less money to spend. Yeah. Uh, So it's logical that the the it's possible. yeah. Yeah, it's possible. But still. Um, we have a, such a big growth over the last, what, two, three years mm-hmm. that uh, it's almost double from 2018, correct? So Pretty 2018. Much. Pretty yeah, much. So, so I think that the trend in general is positive, mm-hmm. even if this this year it would be lower. So this yeah. is my opinion. Shoppers definitely this year they will likely be more careful with how they spend their money right since we are dealing with like a big inflation at the moment and the economic crisis and stuff like that but it doesn't mean that 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 we have to put all of those like e-commerce efforts on halt on a contrary i think we need to focus even more this year on delivering the right message to the right person at the right moment and delivering the, the message that is as relevant as possible and that's where actually we roll the red carpet for Black Friday, Cyber Monday email segmentation. So, Andre, tell us a bit about this RFM segmentation. First of all, what does it mean and what does it stand for? RFM. So, RFM segmentation method, RFM stands for recency, frequency, and monetary value. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this method was created in 1970s by uh, direct mail marketers so when they were sending physical mail to people's uh, to people's door to, mm-hmm. to market to promote either their service or product and as you can can understand right now we are sending emails and they cost us close to zero or like just a few cents to send out mm-hmm. the, 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 the emails. However, when you send direct mail, it's very expensive to send. It might cost one, two, three, five dollars per direct mail. So when you send to thousands, the amount adds up pretty quickly. Right. So the segmentation method was created to target people better and also to save money on, on the actual mailers. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I I didn't realize that it started like back in the seventies. And honestly, if those like email emails costed out more, I feel like people would be more more smart about the way they segment their list because that's a f- popular rookie mistake. When someone have a list, when they have like thousand people on their list, they're like, why don't we bombard them all with the same message? The more people, the more money, the more fun. No, it doesn't work this way. Unfortunately, we've tested it like gazillion times. The better segmented your list is, the better segmented your campaign is, the better revenue you get. And that's, I, I still can't like explain it per se, but it works every freaking time. And there's a bunch of ways how you can segment your customers, your audience, and actually your imagination is is, is the limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is one of the most popular way to segment your list. 
it's the the, the easiest one, the, the most logical one. And we kind of discussed it before um, in our podcast. We talked about it in episode number 29. So go back, you guys, and listen to that episode. Uh, but let's talk like in depth about those like quantifiable factors. Recency. How can we build segments based on re- recency? And like, what does it mean in the world of email? e-commerce email marketing so how often do they buy so let's say um we have two customers and one customer spent two thousand dollar with you and another customer spent one thousand dollar with you so you're based only on that information which customer is more valuable to you two thousand dollar and one thousand dollar well two grants obviously (laughs) Of, of course However, if we add another criteria, recency, for example, the customer who spent $2,000 last time they purchased was two years ago. And customer who spent $1,000, they bought four times during the year, one year. Mm-hmm. So if, if we add that, those criteria, which customer do you believe is more valuable? Yeah, it's getting more interesting with a $1,000 guy because in most cases, the more recently a customer has interacted or like transacted with the brand, the more likely the customer will be like responsive to our email marketing efforts, right? It's like yeah. this is this changes everything pretty much. And as we know that it's extremely hard to convert um, one-time buyer to two-time buyer and so mm-hmm. forth. And in this example even the person spent $2,000. So this is lifetime value of the customer. In the second example, where we have four different purchases, each purchase like totaling $1,000, we can expect they will make other purchases in the future because it's easier to convert them for fifth purchase, sixth purchase, and seventh purchase. Right. So recency is more about like how much time has elapsed since the customer like last visited your website or last had some sort of like activity or transaction with your brand. But frequency is more about like how many Uh times they purchased, correct? Correct, yes. Okay, Andre. So we kind of covered recency, basically how much time has elapsed since the customer placed uh, an order. We kind of covered frequency meaning like how often has a customer transacted or like interacted with your brand during a particular time or year or whatever. And then what is monetary? Like what is monetary factor? It's how much money customers spend with your brand. Mm -hmm. The easiest way, like, first of all, you need to know what is your average order value is. And in the last two months we produce a lot of content on youtube as well in our blog post about aavs defining aavs how to improve your aavs but basically your average order value is like your your middle point and anybody who below that or above that it's it's a different uh, group of customers basically yes yes which you can segment you can segment and you can like treat treat them differently in a way. We're going to definitely talk about it and then how important it is to um, like segment those people out. But like generally speaking, why should we care about like recency frequency and like monetary factors? Like how do they help us? What are the benefits of this strategy? So 
main benefits of any segments, not only this segment, but the segments in general is, is first of all, to increase sales revenue, improve marketing and increase customer retention and also known as decreasing churn rate. Mm -hmm. uh, if we are able to communicate to the customer the right way on the on the specific step of their journey, they are more likely to take action, which we want them to take either buy from us, engage with us, leave us a review or whatever we're asking for. So that those are like three main benefits of segmentation. Yeah, no, definitely. And again, going back to that example, I kid you not, we've tested it like so many times when we were sending the content to like pretty much like a master segment versus the segmented campaign. So the segmented campaign, very similar content delivered like four times the revenue. And that's like the example that I showed to my colleagues and they all were like shocked with like how the segmentation works. Like, again, I don't necessarily understand the like the mechanics behind it because like logically like the more people you email the more people your email will reach the more revenue it should get but i assume that it will affect your deliverability as well meaning that yes maybe this time you will deliver and a lot of people will see your email but in the future your deliverability will be hurt and um, your email will end up in like a spam folder or like a promotion folder and no one will see it at all so andre how do how do I go about like performing that analysis of that like RFM? Is it like available to everyone, or do you need some special tools to perform that um, RFM analysis? How does it work? There's a bunch of videos on YouTube which teach you how to do it on in Excel. There's mm -hmm. formulas. Uh, I think anybody can do it like in under ten minutes. However you can do it only once so it's not dynamic so i personally do not recommend i believe in something what what is dynamic uh, so if you use your email marketing service provider nowadays almost all of them can do it uh, since we exclusively work with clavio i'll be giving examples from clavio there's two ways how to do it so first way we can create a bunch of segments mm -hmm. Uh, and combine them was next time you sending campaign, you can include and exclude some of segments or second way you can create automation uh, in Clavio or any other platform and which will be applying scores to each customer. And what do I mean by score? So let's say, let's say, let's talk about recency. Mm -hmm. So let's say, and we have a score from one to five and we have to apply a score is a one, two, three, four, or five to all of our customers. So let's say if somebody purchased in the last 30 days, we'll give mm -hmm. them score five. This is the highest score, it's the best score because they the most recent. Somebody mm -hmm. who placed an order a year or more from now will give them score of one. So okay. everybody will have um Everybody will have score either one, two, three, four, or five. So one way to do it, as I said, you can create five segments. This person place order at least once between day zero and 29 days. Mm -hmm. Or place order one time, one time at least once, 365 days uh, 
like mm-hmm. ago so it's like a year ago so you will have those five segments so this is the first set of data the next set of data is uh defining your monetary value and um each business is different so that's why i said it's very important to define your aov average order mm-hmm. value and your average order value will have number three score three because it's in the middle so average <laughs> in the middle mm-hmm. and anything which belows that two and one will have lower uh, monetary value and anything above will have um higher monetary value mm-hmm. same thing we're creating five different segments with those uh definition how much money they spend what, what their revenue the last thing is to create five segments for frequencies mm-hmm. so again you need to define what is the average uh, number of orders let's say it's three just for easy math uh, so three so if somebody plays let's say between three to five it's a score three anybody who plays between two and three it's a score two and anybody who plays only one order is a score one so now when we have those segments like uh, i know it's a little bit a lot like 15 different segments mm-hmm. uh, you can reduce it if you want you can do from one to three like two to have less segments but five uh, would be m- better like it will be better segmented that list so basically all of this like segments that you assign them like the number or like the grade they are all dynamic meaning that people are like moving from one group to another depending on their behavior right yes okay that's cool so so this is step number one step number two let's say we want to target somebody somebody who has the lowest frequency which is score number one and mm-hmm. somebody who placed order one year ago or like f- even further in the time then who let's say frequency was uh, scored number three so on average they placed average number of orders which is score number three however they had the the highest score for for um, monetary value so it's the the score they will have one three five so the the lowest frequency the highest monetary value and in the middle uh, frequency mm-hmm. so what can we send them yeah that's that's an that's an interesting well i don't know i would think that to get them back we would need to give them some sort of like discount maybe like additional discount because like in my world it's like easier to convert those people who have higher frequency and bigger like recency or not much time elapsed since the last time they purchased something from us so to those people i usually don't give the discount but for people who shopped with us like long time ago first of all we need to remind them of who we are because it's been like a lot of time has passed. So we probably need to remind them about who we are, uh, why should they care about us, and then maybe try to win them back with some sort of uh, like discount. That would uh, what I would do, Andre. What are your thoughts? I like what you said. If I, if we limiting limited only to email marketing, I agree 100% with you and I'll, I'll do the same thing. However, remember like email marketing is not one only one channel you which you can leverage if those mm-hmm. people are like have a score five for monetary value uh, i'm not sure exactly how much money they bring but they are your let's say 
top 1%, mm-hmm. maybe it's it worth your time to pick up a phone and call them. Or yeah. it maybe you want to invest $5 in um, this their service handwritten mm-hmm. or uh, Ignite. We interviewed the guy. Post, yeah. yeah, Ignite Post. Maybe you want to spend $5 and send them handwritten postcard to win them back because they already, you're extremely profitable on this, uh, right. on this client already. It would be cool and beneficial for you to win them back. So this is yeah, just definitely. one one example. Let's talk about five five five. Somebody who has highest recency. So they just purchased mm-hmm. it in the last thirty days. They have a frequency is the biggest. So they place the most orders in this short period of time. Your and avid avid fans, right? <laughs> yeah. Number five, the monetary value is the highest. That client already is doing everything that you want to do. So like discount unnecessary. Yeah. So, but maybe you can add value somehow, uh, somehow else, maybe automatic um, emails from the founder, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, or Maybe you can set up the notification to the founder, say, hey, this person has a um, RFM score 555. Maybe right. you want to write them personal email from yourself or maybe um, add. Actually, yeah, I actually points. remember we, we were discussing that on one of the conferences, there was this brand called Ministry of Supply. I remember like they are like the... Uh, apparel brand or something and they have this thing uh, where the best performing customers or like the customers who spend the most money with them the customers who have the more most interaction with them they get to talk to like a CEO um, of the company they get to have like an interview with with him or her and sometimes they even like invite them to their company retreats which is like super cool because you get to meet your customer, you get to talk to them, you get to ask all of the important questions about the brand. Um, you you can hear their opinion and you can honestly like thank them for being like so loyal to your brand. And when I think of this customers, like what we do internally with our uh, email campaigns, sometimes we try to like utilize those people to get reviews and user-generated content from them because they are your most loyal fans. They are the people who love you, who want to talk to you and who would be happy to talk about you. So that's like how we utilize this group of uh, of customers. But I like how you sort of like segmented them in this like easy to understand, almost like formula. It, it's it's super cool what you've done. Yeah. And for those kind of fans, maybe there's also it's you can create something like we created for <laughs> Flowium podcast socks. Something mm-hmm. that you don't sell, but you can exclusively Exclusive send merch. it to those customers. Mm-hmm. They will appreciate. They already love your brand. They are true evangelists or how it's called in marketing. Evangel- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are true evangelists, the ambassador of your brand. So there's no more convincing needing. You don't need to provide them crazy discounts, but something special or like create some sticker and yeah. send it to them. Like people will appreciate that a lot. And you don't want to train your customers to expect the discount codes from you all the time no matter like what's your discount strategy is people who buy from you without discount code like don't train them to expect 
something from you all the time. It can be something else. It can be the freebie. It can be maybe like the bundle offer or like exclusive um, early bird access to your new launch or something like that. It doesn't have to be the discount, discount, discount. Yeah. And we just uh, said what what is possible in terms of campaigns, but mm-hmm. also those kind of segments can trigger a flow as well. Automation. Mm-hmm. I give so, you an example. You put me on the spot. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Give me an example of. Okay, say I wanna, I wanna target my um, like biggest spenders. I wanna target people who are who are like my biggest biggest fans. How would I like define those people? What would be the trigger for the flow? So there's a bunch of ways how to how how you can do it, and probably Clavio professionals will judge me what I say now, but <laughs> I mean, one way how from top of my hand, you can trigger by segment if they mm-hmm. enter this uh, monetary value five. So the mm-hmm. highest monetary value and the rest can be filtered how many orders they made. So if let's say the highest number of order, like score five, they will go for further. And the last thing is recency if they bought something in the last 30 days. So that flow will be triggered and filtered, make sure the other conditions met and they will receive the email. Maybe, maybe what we said before, the automatic email from the founder, text-based email. Yeah, that's like a nice personal touch. Or review request. That's a good one too. That's a good one too. Honestly, like if if like if you want to invest a little bit more time, I would personally create back end flow uh, automation, which will assign those scores to customer profiles instead of creating segments. That's actually what I was thinking, because. I don't know if I'm um, if if that issue still exists, but basically, when you trigger the flow based on segment, it doesn't happen right away. As far as like Clavio Pro yes, like explained to me, it correct. like the sometimes needs time. to pass, and sometimes it takes time. But sometimes for that like post purchase sequence or something, you want that email to be like delivered right away. So uh, yeah, that's that's interesting that you've mentioned it actually. I mean, if you have a custom, let's say you have a custom profile properties called RFM, like three, uh-huh. three, three fields, and you're assigning scores, score dynamically, uh, you can go crazy in your f- abandoned card flow, win back oh, yeah. flow, because you are able. Yeah, you can uh, segment out those. Like, yeah, cycle. you are able to create advanced uh, journeys, uh-huh. but also it's uh, it's hard to manage. So I don't want, I do not recommend for you to go crazy and create, let's say five journeys per each flow, but know that it's possible. Maybe focus sometimes only on it those. Doesn't, sometimes it doesn't worth it. You know, we've tested like different approaches and some, sometimes the simplest one works really well. So like, why bother? So it, it depends, of course, on like on your overall strategy, but like, what are your thoughts? And again, it's, it's a bit off topic, but some brands are segmenting out uh, people for Black Friday, Cyber Monday based on their, based on like how much money they spent, um, like 
and how many like discount codes they used in the past and like stuff like that. And they give them like different discount codes. For example, they give like less of a discount code to VAP customers compared to like those like win back people, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Are you pro that approach or do you, or are you against that approach? Because like a lot of brands prefer to be consistent and just like offer the same discount throughout the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, other are like dividing them into different groups. What are your thoughts? Unfortunately, I cannot answer this question without knowing the inf more information. It that's, depends. That's a good point. Uh, it depends what uh, what their goal is. Let's say if they don't care much about profit, they just want to sell as much stuff as they want, they can create the biggest discount and just offer to everybody. But mm -hmm. if they want to be more profitable, maybe 10% will be enough for loyal customers, return customers, but 20% mm -hmm. um, for time, first time pop purchasers or somebody who never purchased just to convert them. It's hard to answer this question because um, each brand have different goal. Some brands that they just even if they break even on the sale, they are happy because they uh -huh. just trying to move inventory during that season. That's true. Yeah, there is definitely no one size fits all when it comes to email marketing or to any other marketing, to be honest. But like, if you would summarize, what are the important segments to target for Black Friday, Cyber Monday based on this RFM model? Like, what are those segments? Like, how would you sort of like structure the email marketing, say, for the Socks brand? <laughs> Let's go back to good old Socks example. Uh, what groups of customers would you target? Like, for me, anything that you, where you go beyond number three, it's too complicated for me. So I'll probably <laughs> create three, uh, three scenarios, three group of customers. So maybe the best customers. Mm -hmm. And instead of giving them discount, maybe offer some something extra like uh, one of our client Roosevelt. Each mm -hmm. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, they create the wrapping paper. Yeah, but it's this custom, is unique, custom. custom uh, yeah, yeah. So cool. uh, and they send it as a gift with any per with any purchase. Uh, so, so stuff like that. So this mm -hmm. is your first group of customer second group of customers somebody like very generic they never purchase from you or they have a very low score on rfm a model let's say one or one or two in each categories for those you can just do gener generic sale mm -hmm. whatever the highest discount you have 10 percent, 20 percent, 25 percent and bombard them as much. I mean, during this, <laughs> during this holiday um, season, okay, the middle the part time when it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. The middle part, anybody between uh, anybody like it was a score three and four. Uh, I don't know if you're, what would you suggest? Like for me, those people, they would probably be the same strategy as for the holiday shoppers or like those rare customers. I would just like send them all like generic generic discount, but maybe I would be a bit more aggressive with reminders. You know, if I see that customers engage with my emails, maybe I would send them like more reminders. And this year we are trying to incorporate some um, like fun, relevant information in those reminders. For example, instead of just sending a reminder saying like, Hey, Black Friday, Cyber Monday will end in like 24 hours. We're going to send reminder plus gift guide. 
saying like, hey, this is the product that you can purchase for, for your mom from our app website. This is what you can purchase for, for your dog. And this is for your dad or stuff like that. Or like five ways to use this product in 2022 or five um, makeup trends or whatever, something like that. Uh, just because I know that they will be bombarded with like a lot of uh, just like a generic uh, reminders and we want to provide some sort of value as well, but only to those who engage with our emails. Obviously, we don't want to send this type of email to a person who, who doesn't care about us at all. So that's that's like the biggest difference I would say would be for my clients anyways. Yeah. Perfect. And um, okay, Andre, I mean, that sounds pretty pretty cool and pretty impressive but what are the disadvantages of this model if there are any because like i have at least one or two that comes to my mind like right away so you start and i'll <laughs> if i have any i'll i'll add it's it's more it's not even like a disadvantage because i do believe this uh this approach is really powerful but to me it looks like it's based on like a historical method it looks like it based more on like a past customer's behavior uh it may or may not help you accurately indicate the future activities um, I, I agree. I mean, nobody knows the future. So the best way to <laughs> predict mean, Claudia future is... I mean, kind of does. Claudia no, kind of does. <laughs> I they agree. do I, have I, this... I 100% yeah. agree with you. Claudia does. But how does it do it? Based on the past activities. How does That's Netflix know... How does Netflix knows what a movie or series to recommend? Yeah. Based on the past activities. How How is your um, uh, Facebook feed... Um, customize based right. on the things you like uh-huh um yeah kind of yeah agree and like the other thing and you might or might not agree uh with me that this model it kind of doesn't take into account uh, like other variables um that are also like important like specific product purchased say like this person, they're coming to our store and they always purchase like this, this particular product. They express the interest in this product. So this model does not take it that into account, right? So that's... Yes, I, I agree. Uh, I don't think any segmentation model is perfect. It's uh, There's a pros and cons for, for each model. Mm-hmm. This is this is more generic if you want to be right. categ- category specific or product specific of course it's, it's it's not the right model to use however you can use the combination of models maybe you do um rfm model 555 for again depends how many subscribers you have right now we're prospecting client and they have two million two million subscribers and I, i'm not sure how many clients but with that kind of data uh, you can layer different mm-hmm. segmentation methods. You can layer the RFM model plus what product they purchased, what product they viewed, from which category, what yeah. color it was. You can like layer like 10 different um, segmentations and you, you'll probably end up with 5,000 uh, potential customers and you can uh, target them. Yeah, that's that's true. It's like not fun to be working with those like smaller accounts because you don't get to uh segment as much just because like when you when you segment out the majority of people based on their interests like who do you send it to sometimes it's just like not worth it when your account is small and actually there is like statistic that 
um, something like big accounts that have like over 200,000 subscribers, they on average have 133 segments. I remember, I, I don't know why I remembered this number, but it was like so impressive to me, 133 segments. Now, when I think about my clients, we are, we're getting there actually. It's, it's bizarre. Like the bigger client you have, the, the, the more creative you can, you can be. So you guys grow, grow faster. It's so much fun up there. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's but really if you fun. make a mistake, mistake also a more painful, like to send one email <laughs> to two true. million. It's <laughs> true. Versus like uh, 10,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can cost you a lot. Those like uh, apology emails are fun to make though. And I know that some brands are actually like utilizing those like apology emails on purpose uh, just because they create a lot of uh, like Sending out you know? apology email for a mistake. I didn't make it yet. No, they make mistake on purpose and then follow up with like an apology email right away. Yeah. I mean, I, I read on some like blog. I don't know if it's true or not or do people really make it on purpose? But yeah. Um, I, I like those emails from Wine Awesomeness. I, I still follow them. We had a... Dale and Logan on the podcast uh -huh. in, the, in the first episode. They are two founders and I like how they exchange emails and they send out their exchange as a marketing email. So like, oh. hey, Logan, uh, and they like responding, Logan, I said not to send those uh, that discount to, to the customers. I mean, it's like fu fun and cool. And they always send Perfect. as a tax text base and it actually email thread. So you don't even see the unsubscribe because it's like lo very long email. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I don't I don't remember them using that example. It's so funny. I, I should try it. I should try it with one of my clients. Yeah, Can but like if if you subscribe, they, they send crazy number of emails. I believe five per day. Oh yeah? Yeah. I, until you buy. I, if you you buy they they slow yeah, down. Like, okay. You're on your own, pal. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, thank you so much, Andre. Um, that was a very educational um, episode for sure. And we will implement a lot of those stuff in, in our Black Friday, Cyber Monday strategy. By the way, you guys, if you haven't started preparing for Black Friday, Cyber Monday yet, or even if you have, but you need some inspiration or something, go and check out our uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday holiday email marketing guide. Um, normally we sell it on Amazon, but right now it's free. Um, you can go to flowium.com slash holiday and you can get it. It's like a physical, physical book. Um, this is basically the Bible of email marketing, if I may say so, because all of the knowledge that we gathered as a, as a team, Andre poured into that book and you get to have all of the strategies pretty much in one place. It's a pretty cool book. I might, I might be biased, but I think it's a pretty cool book. <laughs> so <laughs> go and check it out at flowium.com slash holiday. That's a good yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to compare because there is no such a book exists to compare to. Who cares? <laughs> That's why we're the best, you guys. That's why we're <laughs> the best. We're the first one. We're the best ones. That was fun, Andre. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much you for coming. For me. Yeah. You'll, you, you'll be back very soon. I, I have a feeling so. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Talk to you next week, guys. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. 
Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.